come away with me, please. Lucy. The way you do, Nick. Run. Chris! Two! Dear God. Turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconeer. Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world, the blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere, the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Surely some revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. The second coming, hardly are those words out, when a vast image out of Spiritus Mundi troubles my sight somewhere in the sands of the desert. A shape with lion body and the head of a man, a gaze blank and pitiless as the sun, is moving its slow thighs while all about it, real shadows of the indignant desert birds. The darkness drops again, but now I know that twenty centuries of stony sleep were vexed to nightmare by a rocking cradle. And what rough beast, its hour come round at last, slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. Salutations, and this is your Fear the Walking Dead cast, the second season finale show. Yay! Yay! We made it, and we got a gaggle of undead people with us tonight. Um, but first, I'll introduce our usual co hosts, Brian and Beth Hughes, are with me. And uh, luckily, we have Beth Hughes with us because uh, she is. <laughs> she's. She's suffering uh, from a strange illness tonight, but she swears she's immune to the Walker virus, so uh, I think we're okay. <laughs> or nothing bad ever happens no, to I'm anyone. I'm ducking. So, yeah, nothing. That's no. right. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, you guys don't have to worry about it, but look at me. Oh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta live with her. Do you keep it close? One, you know, sleep with one eye open tonight might be a good call, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no. Uh, we're also joined tonight by uh, the lovely and talented Sarah Tonin, who we finally got on the call. Thought we weren't going to be able to grab her. Hello! He's back with us this week. Mike Zumo uh, is with us as well. Mike, yeah, you we... you left the light on again. I did. You know, I, I, I was a fool, and I actually solicited for people, and then people responded, and now I have to let them on the show. <laughs> to be fair, Mike is also lovely and talented. Uh, yes, talented. he is. Absolutely. Talented. Go Don't talented. tell anyone. God's calling old Tom Bojet on us again, I'm and I'll lock the light on. Never know who's going to show up. <laughs> yeah. Light on and gate open. Indeed. I, I'm sure Mike is lovely to someone as well. We all are. Everyone's beautiful. Everyone's beautiful. Hippie. That's oh, the lie your mother told you. Move yes. on. Yeah. Hippie Travis doesn't exist anymore, so... We're, we're past all that flowery shit. Professor Alan Middleton joins us once again, as he frequently does on this show, and great to have you, sir. Hello, hello. And uh, we are going to be talking about the the double barrel uh, finale here, which they did in, in two kind of separate episodes, but one right after another, and they were called uh, Wrath and North, uh, respectively. So I'm going to start on this uh, way-too-long synopsis, as usual, folks, just to break in 
uh, when you want to and, and say what you need to. We've got a couple kind of obvious stopping points here for us to talk about stuff, but it's going to be an extra long one for you folks at home, so uh, buckle up and uh, enjoy the ride with us. The show opens with Ophelia driving uh, toward the border along the pre-Trump fence line, and uh, her truck breaks down. While attempting repair, she's attacked by walkers, which she fairly handily dispatches. Uh, Daniel would be proud. It's a close call, though, and we, uh, but uh, you know, she's got herself a claw hammer, and so have claw hammer will travel. She finds herself a pretty new white knife too on on, on the walkers, and sets off on foot as a small herd approaches. At La Colonia, Naked Nick and Luciana are in bed, and Nick is sneaking off to do his little midnight oxy delivery to the Apocalypse Mart. At the okay. hotel, Maddie, what's hold, that? Hold on just a second here. That, sure. that right there was the first thing that just threw up a big flag for me. <laughs> in the Walker Apocalypse... We're five is, minutes into it. This is, is going to be a long one. anybody <laughs> going to be able to sleep heavily? And I don't or care. naked. Naked uh, sleeping probably isn't the best bet either. Yeah. You know. I'm sure they can after they've had really great sex. There's no helping that. The apocalypse sex is probably one if of the greatest. Do, great, 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 great. Right. She <laughs> sleep for hours. It's one of the greatest sleep aids anyway. But, um, but so I mean, yeah, it wasn't even just Luciana, but every other single person that they walk by, they go into the, the pharmacy and there's people in there sleeping. And they're able to sit there and they, do it. They're feeling safe. Without, without. They're behind, they're behind their wall. They got their bus to protect them. They're feeling safe. Yeah, yeah they and have, they, they haven't. Have, hey, hallelujah. They haven't quite had that where it's all been taken from them yet. Yeah, you wake yeah. up in the middle of the night and there's 100 zombies in your front yard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they feel pretty safe up to right now. And, and you know, Back on that opening scene, you know, one of the things we've lamented, you know, the budget on this show isn't not all that high. But I thought if they could have done like an Ace Hardware product placement for that claw hammer, <laughs> because that came in really handy. I mean, yeah. that was a pretty good tool. So but we you know, don't if, that, know if that had been a craftsman or something, maybe a little extra money coming the show's way. Yeah, might as well. I mean, the, the Rose Reader Beach Hotel, you know, is, is trading off for some rooms See? for the cast, apparently. <laughs> <Right>. so. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if they're happy Family with tools the are the best for the apocalypse. <laughs> Family tools, duly noted. Okay. I don't know if that hotel's getting the best uh, word of mouth advertising for the, for the show appearance. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's it's got power weeks after the apocalypse. So yeah, it's they're so, doing something right. That's where everyone's going to go. So they better be they have better be extra staff that weekend. Uh, anyway, at the uh, hotel, Maddie is watching over Travis as he wakes up, and she tries once again to comfort him about losing Chris and blah blah blah. Alicia comes to Travis's room and brings him some food, and uh, she apologizes as she's feeling guilty about the Chris situation. Crash. <laughs> but, uh, Travis, Travis tells her she had every right to be scared by Chris, duh, and uh, that he now sees that uh, now due to the murdery stuff that, uh, you know, Chris is uh, not feeling well. Travis apologizes. Yeah. yeah. Travis so apologizes. He didn't overreact last, uh, last season. No, I don't think so. Nope. Travis apologizes, and for the first time in uh, maybe the in maybe this series, these two actually bond. I kind of finally felt that these two had come to an understanding because it's he's never been really a popular stepdad, you know, with the kids. Um, but I think Chris, <laughs> Alicia's kind of figuring out that it's like, well, this is the only person I'm going to have in my life that's 
anything resembling a father figure, so might as well be nice to him. Nick and uh, his buddy there, whose name escapes me again, uh, have arrived, and the bandits are going over their plans to uh, invade uh, La Colonia. They go out to meet with Nick, and he tells them he knows that they found them, and he tries to make a deal to deliver weekly drug deliveries and stuff, but is basically told, sorry, we're going to just come and take all your shit anyway, (laughs) and anyone who wants to live should probably be getting out. To drive to the point home, he shows Nick the executed bodies of the family who escaped a couple episodes back from La Colonia. At the hotel, the makeshift uh, triage is chugging along, but the staff is getting tired. The heroes are being complete American assholes. Way to represent, guys. Uh, <laughs> Manny goes to talk to the... You, you know, you're like one of six Caucasians in the country of Mexico right now. You might want to just act a little fucking better. Manny goes to talk to them and learns their names, and she realizes that the guys are the, that they're the guys that Chris left with. She goes uh, to Strand with this, and wisely he suggests that they shouldn't let Travis know about it. Uh, so watch for good plans. Maddie when you know Travis up. is going to find out about oh, it. Oh, hell yes. You know, yeah. I would have been way disappointed if he didn't. I mean, I did, I, I did like his general point that the old rules of conduct no longer apply. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's some truth there. just didn't quite work out in this application of that principle. Uh, Victor, he's a consistent character if no one else is in this show. He's he's always pretty much been on point, and he knows the world he's living in now, um, which very, I think probably informs his decision later. Yeah. What was that, Mike? I'm sorry. He's very much a pragmatist. Yeah. Uh, Maddie doesn't think Travis will survive without the hope that Chris is still alive. Luciana gives Nick the business when he gets back, and he gives her the bad news that uh, they are coming. Uh, they try to talk some sense into Alejandro, but before they can lay out a plan, a patient has become a walker and attacks, wounding several people in beautiful fa- They did, they, they saved the effects budget for this one, kids. Uh, we got a full nose bite off, which was just brilliant. Someone lost a finger, um, and Alejandro got himself a nice little bite, too. And in the zombie kill of the season... Maybe both seasons. Maybe oh, both man. shows. Oh, man. <laughs> Nick, both seasons, for sure. Yeah. Nick okay. dispatches the walker by plunging his fingers into its eyes until he gets brain. Now, did I'm still anyone hear him say under his breath in a very small voice, God, this is gross. <laughs> did anyone hear him say that? No. I was saying something, actually. No, I was too busy heaving. It was horrible. Yeah, that would be the last, the least of things I'd be saying at that point. But, be but you could actually right hear it. Guy's face as I was yeah, just, if you, play you could scene, actually hear it. Yeah. You don't see his lips move at all. Yeah. But you can hear him saying it under his breath. Oh, God, this is gross. I'd be concerned if he didn't say that. Chris, Chris <laughs> yeah. might have just been able to do that eyeball thing and not... Not be flustered at all, but Nick Nick is still human. Now Chris would be saying, you know, some Roy Batty line or something, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, in this scene, I mean, it's obviously a great a great scene, and it took us by surprise, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't have. I mean, they should have had some restraint process in place. Well, for, yeah, because I mean, anytime you're in a group, especially of sick people. You have the potential of one of them turning and killing everybody else. Yeah, how Especially with sick people. I, I think that's what that sleeping people. woman was, and the the sleeping woman yeah, in the in the doctor's office when they crept up the st- uh, when they crept up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. I think she was the one that, that was, was on death watch. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> 
Well, but she lost her fingers for it, so yeah. you know, turnabout's fair play. Well, all I could think in this whole scene was, you mean this is the only time, the first time that this has ever happened? Are you serious? How how could you not expect that? Mm. Especially knowing how sick some of them really were. Yeah, it I should have they, happened many times before. But Frank just, was getting better. Yeah, <laughs> he only had strep throat. Um, <laughs> unless, unless when they reach the point of no return, they feed them to the bus. Yeah, that's what they've been doing when people yeah, got sick they, or they got hurt. They, they, yeah, they but you need a little better system getting them to the bus in time <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as opposed to letting exactly. them turn in the, in the, the hospital. <laughs> uh, we find out that, as I said, Alejandro has also been bitten on the arm, but he tries to play it off like, hey, I'm immune. It's no big deal. SWN. Uh, Ophelia finds a break in the border fence and crosses into America and is facing a long desert walk, apparently. So I don't know if that little jug of water she's got is going to hold out. Back at the Colonia, they're uh, refeeding the injured, or they're feeding the injured to the wall. Everyone except for the boss, of course. Uh, Nick is worried about the time, and Luciana is still blathering on about Faith protecting them, as the evidence to the contrary is entering the bus of death. Back to the triage, they decide to remove the douche patrol to a room, which obviously pisses off everyone else. So they decide to just push them out of the gate. And while the two wussies are begging not to be sent away, Travis notices them from his room. Tran very weakly tries to stop him, uh, but Travis comes to the gate and confronts Brandon. Nick is packing, and Luciano is all like, what? We're not leaving. Nick confronts Alejandro about the bite because he knows he's not immune. And Nick finally shames him into telling the truth uh, about the original bite, that it was the living boy that chomped him, and he's been uh, running the con to protect himself. He's already feverish, and it won't be long now. And I'd like to just take a moment of silence for for Beth's uh, theory about people being immune in the Walking Dead universe. <laughs> so there it is. That's long enough. Yeah. Uh, oh. Although... <laughs> And now I'm on her shit list. Uh, <laughs> you bet. I was starting to buy into that, too. I, it still could happen. Let's you know, see. we still have you It know, still could Walker, be. Nick and Rick Nick and Carl that, could still be the yeah. Walking Dead. Sure. Um, but there um, was nothing to ever indicate that Alejandro was really one who died at the moment the apocalypse happened. Right. No, no. Instead, we, we just thought. And it was... It wasn't. It was a good little ruse. I mean, it was. It could have gone either way. It could have been like he's immune or he's lying, and he ended up yeah. being lying. Yeah. But I think I called that. I'll have to go check in the archives, but uh, I'll take the win on that one. No. Okay. Uh, Don't dislocate your shoulder, patting yourself on the back, <laughs> yeah, Gregor. I did take. I, I did have Chris at the the head of my Deadpool. I think though. it was Brian that called that one. Maybe, but I, I know I got the Chris call on that one. Although that we're getting ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> Yeah, Alejandro is patting himself on the back for building a safe apocalypse town for all of two months. Well done. Way to set the bar high for yourself. Uh, we still... Oh, that's prob- that probably is a decent amount of time. It's probably about average. It, you know? it's, yeah. it's good enough that somebody else wants it. Yeah. And and, and that's, that's a good point, you know? That's how you know your property values have gone up. <laughs> <laughs> someone else wants to kill you for it. Yeah. And I actually thought there was an interesting... You know, they made an interesting cultural point. That you know, these are some pretty poor, poor people. Yeah. And this was a community, and to some extent, this was the, a well, better was, protected life than they had before. Right. Well, I can only imagine how 
I can only imagine how they had it before that this Absolutely. was an improvement. I mean, I, I, I think that's actually the point they're making. Yeah, I, mean, and... I think that's that's a legitimate. I, I, I think going to Mexico was interesting for a lot of reasons, including that. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, I like that they they added that because it's it's probably actually true to a certain extent, especially with murdery drug cartels running all over the country these days. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it was a, it was a different perspective in a lot of ways than mm-hmm. than we normally get in shows like this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it drives it home, and it's a nice little kind of remark about poverty in general. That yes, you know, yeah. it's like when you've when you've got nothing to lose, the apocalypse isn't all that bad. Sometimes, you know, it's like oh, just one small step down. It's like when you can't really get any further down. So. Oh well, anyway, Alejandro is still trying to play the the loyalty faith card on on uh, Luciano, so he, we can add selfish to his fine character traits. Luciano says she's still not leaving because faith, this is home, etc., etc. Ah, rip my freaking hair out. Ophelia is suddenly attacked and shot at, and is taken captive by a man with a very big rifle. And no, that isn't a euphemism. Back at the hotel, um, do you want to say something, Brian? No, 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 no. Back at the hotel, they take Bran into a room, and Travis wants answers, but the white privileged poster boys uh, give him a story about Chris dying in the car crash. Uh, Detective Travis is on the case, though, and he finds an inconsistency in the story, and when the rest of the hotel peeps are out of the room, he locks the door behind them, and it's on Hugh Maori warrior blood in a father's rage. Yes, finally! We've been waiting for this. About time he grew a backbone. He gets Maori on him. I love the headbutt. That was vicious. I'm pretty sure Honeywell across the the driveway here, you know, heard my yell of of glee (laughs) when when he locked that door, man. I'm just like, yeah! (laughs) Two seasons we've been waiting for this. Do it, Travis. Yes, exactly. And again. It was about damn time. And again, I have to feel like a horrible person because I'm basically cheering on murder. But, <laughs> hey, they had it coming if anybody did. Yes. Boy, no kidding. Yes. They did. What are our was... thoughts about Chris going out the way he did? Hey, yeah. hey you live by the sword, you die by it. Yeah. You make was... bad choices, man. Guys, this was Choice, actually choices the... Choices have consequences. Wasn't this the first time, though, that we've seen a main character death by flashback? Pretty much, yeah. But I mean, it's it's good that they didn't leave it hanging out there, and it was the only way they could do it. I yeah. liked it first when the when they when the dude bros were telling the story, and they were showing that. I thought, okay, maybe maybe That's maybe getting their maybe we're getting their story. Right. Yeah, yeah. we're not getting the truth. But then it, it it became more of an omniscient point of view, and it was clearly as as Travis was poking holes in their story. That yeah. is what happened. It could have been totally reasonable and true, too, and, and it, I thought it might go that way for a second. I don't think they still would have let him stay in the hotel, but I think maybe Travis would have, you know, maybe believed them. And I actually think he would have stopped from killing them um, when Maddie was pleading with him until dude tried to do the wrestling move and took a chair across his back. Because he beat the confession out of him, um, and Maddie's... Yeah, and Maddie's pleading to stop. Poor Oscar also gets badly injured in the fray. Um, Travis straight up closes the door on his face. And, yeah, I think he might have stopped, but once that chair came across his back, it it was on again, and he beat them both to death and and gave Brandon the big old boot stomp. (laughs) And did not stop it. And everybody else much glee. 
<laughs> yes. I was really surprised to see how they had Chris go out, though, with just the car crashing from him driving. Yeah, Usually it's some sort of walker takeout, and it's so vicious, or I don't know, you expect to see the governor come in and <laughs> take you know, a head off. Here. It seemed like they spent, they spent so much time building him up that it was weird that he went out so suddenly. Yeah, it was yeah, so really, like, really strange. This is... I liked on, on, on two accounts there we had sort of callbacks. One of Travis teaching him how to drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we had that an episode or two back. And so he's a new driver. Uh, you know, we laid that groundwork in, a tired, new, young driver in the unfamiliar car. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I'm glad they built that. And, and they it also was smart laid... writing for a change. Yeah, yeah. And, and they also... <laughs> They also laid the groundwork of the dude bros, you know, putting down people who are injured. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, you know, we – in both of those cases, they've at least laid some groundwork for it plot-wise and, and, and character-wise. Yeah, I'll, I'll play yeah. devil's advocate for well, the dude Before bros. that. Chris I really had... wasn't going anywhere. That was it for him one way or another, but – Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ahead, am Mike. glad, though, that they made the midnight driving lesson – Mean something. I remember watching that episode as it was happening. I'm like, what the fuck? Now he's giving him a driving lesson? Yeah. In the middle of the night? It was a payoff. You know, the, the thing is, is that when you sit there and you think about it in the grand scheme of the show, though, this is a still an early main character kill. We haven't mm-hmm. we haven't really had what you would call main characters die a lot. I mean, Daniel, we still don't know that he is. Wait, who called Chris to go out first? I did. Does anyone much. remember? You did? I yeah, know I, someone did. I, I just couldn't Chris remember who it was. Chris or Travis, I didn't think was going to make it through the, the season. But the, I figured it was either going to be the dude bros killer. It didn't go the, down the way I thought it might, but. Yeah. Uh, now the. I think once Chris left, they either had to said turn him into, like, king of the apocalypse and become the governor somewhere, or, you know, they had to. He had to die fairly quickly and. and I, I I like the way it went down, despite the fact we didn't even get any like last lines from, you know, the poor actor or anything. But yeah, I think they set it up right, and I think they they resolved it pretty well. I think once Chris, you know, basically cut ties with his father like that, um, that we were there's no way to have sympathy for him, or there's no way to to right. think of him as anything other than just a psychopath or a villain at that point. So exactly, he had to get got. <laughs> you know, and, and and we talk about sort of the you know reveling in in Travis finally getting his uh, getting his warrior on, but to some extent this represents the one optimistic character, <laughs> the one <laughs> yeah. hope, the one hopeful right. character. Yeah. Um. You know, really either getting a reality check, we we could say, or losing it and giving in to the despair. You know, it was yeah. ki- it was kind of a death. A death of the old yes. Travis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Just what what kind of Travis are we going to see when we come back is the big question. But but I think it was a necessary death of character to keep him yes. viable, right. just to keep surviving. And so, you know, and that's what the whole, everybody, every cast member, including, you know, Preacher Gabriel over on the other one has had to kill another human at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not always through vengeance, but... <laughs> Whatever, you use what you got. Uh, yeah, and and as you guys pointed out in the last episode of the episode before, you know, 
uh, Cliff Curtis as Travis, he's done some great face acting. Yeah, and it, yeah. it was really on display in these scenes. I mean, he, uh, you know, all those emotions. Yeah. Were I mean, he, it was a really impressive performance. I thought. Yeah. Just really. I mean, the I whole episode from the discussion in the uh, in the hotel room, the interactions with Alicia and Maddie, you know, building up. I mean, you could see this building up, and and not on his not in his words saying I am getting angry or I am getting frustrated or I yeah. feel guilty, but seeing it seeing it bubble up right as soon as he like the just the look on his face as he was locking that door and came to the realization that they were lying to him yeah it was like we're gonna see some dude bros being dead Um, i think the uh the travis that we're going to get from now on is fundamentally broken simply due to the fact that in the back of his mind rolling around he knows the last words he spoke to his son were god damn you chris yeah and that's a whole lot of guilt to carry around that was the only good part about that horrible speech last last episode. I thought was him stating that, and is that something that weighs on people's heads, man? How you your last thing that you get to do with them, you know? Uh, the episode ends uh, with just, and I think they ended it perfectly, uh, even though it's kind of a double episode, just with him collapsing among the carnage and and just having that catatonic look on his face. Yeah, really, um, really going into shock over right. yeah. what he had done and what happened and what happened to Chris. It's, again, you see, you, you just see it all, all those waves coming crashing in on him. Yeah, yeah, but you also see everybody being stupid and leaving the dead people sitting there for them to turn. Well, do they yeah. do they know at this point that everybody's infected? Yeah, they. No, I, I don't. I mean, because no. somebody did go back and was it Maddie went back and and took care of them. Yeah. yeah, they did, but they don't know that they're infected like we know about the walkers, uh, about the walking dead well, from the knows. CDC. Andres knows he had to put down Oscar, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah, um, they, they've they've been knifing everybody in the in the head, so they they've, know. they've done the math. Somebody dies, you poke right. them in the brain. Yeah, I think they were just too busy trying to save Oscar's life. They, you know, they didn't yeah, give us at that point. They're like, we'll get him later. And or if whatever. that guy, and, and I think their feeling was, if these guys come back to life and take out Travis, eh, yes, yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, I don't. Personally, I didn't think he would have to take care of Brandon. I, you stomp someone's face that badly, I, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure you're going to kill the brain, too. <laughs> but he still woke up, didn't he? Well, he did. Yeah. he did. Better safe than sorry. Travis got a big boot, though, man. They, I don't think there would have been that much of his skull left. Yeah, but his feet were still hurting, so he wasn't kicking as hard as it there seemed. There you go. There you go. It's, it's See, continuity. Yeah. Continuity. And, okay, yeah. now, now, answer me this, though. You've just been drilling in the guy's brain to relieve the pressure. You find out, ah, no, nah, it wasn't any good. Do you just sit there and lightly stab the brain to let them go? Or wouldn't you cram that crap in there right then just to make sure? I'm yeah. taking a melon baller to that brain. Sorry. Yeah, so, not, uh, not just a little box cutter poke. No. It no, needs it's... Uh, they're human beings, live human beings that have had bullets in their heads and not died from it. You know, I think yeah, you got to put a little more effort into destroying a brain than that. I would hope. But anyway, we we picked that. I mean, even like look, look, Nick had to go two full eyeballs in to, <laughs> to deal with this problem. <laughs> right to the knuckles. We pick back up with the mess at the hotel, and Trav has gone bye bye mentally. The hotel staff breaks in and tends to Oscar, uh, but. Um, 
Yeah, Travis has broken Mo- Maddie's code of no violence, so he's uh, being escorted out. Uh, Maddie goes back to sure uh, to make sure the boys are put down right. Why is back Hector? The- why, yes. why is Hector so upset about Oscar? Because wasn't Oscar holding Hector hostage just yeah, a short while was- ago? Yeah. And now all uh, of a sudden he's like, you know, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Everybody became buddies in that musical montage, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Everyone because the musical montage brings everyone together. Yeah, because he, he killed my brother. Yeah. Since when? And he sure that, didn't act like it when he was alive. And at that point, it's almost like, you know... Um, Fuck these crazy white people. <laughs> I was, you know, sticking with the people I know here. <laughs> uh, right. Um, yep. So I, Maddie I goes thought, back. You know, I, but I, I, I thought that Maddie sort of getting uh, hung up on her own proclamation. Yeah. Is pretty similar to Rick. You know what yeah. we saw with Rick in the in the regular show. You know. Yeah. Whoever, kill, whoever kills gets killed. Well, except me and my buddies, as it turns yeah, out. Right. For, in in Rick's case, unless I've got a really good reason. That was her initial impulse, but I mean, luckily she had people around her to to make her see the light. Um, yeah, her daughters are always going to make her see the light. She always seems to be the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poor kid. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Well, Hector and them were going to show her the light, whether she wanted to see it or not. Yeah, pretty much. She, we know that Maddie doesn't always make the the best decisions in the world, <laughs> mm. which is why all this freaking mess happened in the first place, kind of. Luciana is tending to rapidly dying Alejandro, and she's putting some makeup on him so he can go lie to his people one last time. Strand gives Maddie the hard talk about the Travis situation, as we were just saying, and Alicia agrees and suggests that they all leave together. Again, she uh, shows more common sense than her mom, and she talks some sense into her. Victor doesn't want them to go, and he's not going with them. You know, Victor's basically like, you got to let Travis go, but you guys should stay because it's freaking nuts out there. And he's not going with them because they have a full bar here, Maddie. What are you freaking <laughs> up? Priorities, man. Yeah. Priorities. The ice machine works. Why are you leaving? Yeah, I found, you know, paradise in this apocalypse. I am not. There's scotch. I'm he good. found booze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, but Jose Cuervo's not delivering anymore, okay? Yeah, Once they're out, they're out. You know, you know, the, the most interesting man in the world went to Mars for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> And I think a hotel like that has got a pretty good storehouse, but uh, yeah, it's going to run out eventually, and then and then the real battles are going to begin for that last bottle. <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> anyway, Maddie uh, begs Elena and Hector for one more day and that they will leave. Um, they grant it, but Alicia is told to check on Oscar's status. Maddie drops the news on Travis that they are all leaving. He objects, but Maddie lays down the law because he wants to kind of sacrifice himself and just go by himself so they can remain there. At La Colonia, Nick is ready to roll, and he tries again to convince Luciana to go, but she's pretty harsh with him. This is no place for boys. I'm like, well, all right, see you. Have fun dying. That will be the third time they've had that conversation, I believe. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's really sexy to hear her talk Spanish, so I'm not going <laughs> to complain. Oscar's not doing well. Alicia offers to help Andres. He's going to have to open up his head and relieve the pressure on his brain. Yay, full TV surgical gore. They broke out the effects budget for this one. And once again, I can look, I can watch any number of zombie kills, but you show me surgery, and I'm just like in a corner in a fetal position. 
<laughs> I just don't understand it, man. But you, you see a, scal- a scalpel and flash? No, thank you. Not no, 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 no. And drilling skulls? No. <laughs> rip someone's head off? Rip out their throat? Rip out their intestines? I'm easy with it, but no yeah. surgery. Never been a real fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> or point a gun at a dog. Nope, that's just it. Yeah, no, no animals. That's even worse. Back at Alejandro's farewell uh, pep talk tour, he's not holding up too well, and I think people are noticing. Nick is already on his way to the bus in beyond, and on the street, Nick spots the long-lost helicopter, and it's landing at a base not too far from them, because apparently no one else in this town has ever used a pair of binoculars before. Surgery, skull drilling. So much nope. Cut to Travis and Maddie talking, and we get a scene a hundred times better than the awkward speech that we first got back, or that we got when he first got back. And I finally buy that these two have an intimate relationship together. Well done, writers and actors alike. It's a very moving scene. It's a really great speech and a really great conversation between the two of them. It's kind of retreading what we've done before, but. It's really Maddie just being like, this is giving him the Chris speech, kind of. That's like, this is how it is now. You're probably going to have to kill someone again, but, you know, let's let's do it as a family. Um, They found common ground in murder. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Family that kills together stays together. And we get a little more breadcrumbs suggesting that Maddie might have a more murdery past. I mean, she admits that she did the whole Celia forced feeding you know, in last season. Uh, but uh, she claims that she's worse and that she has always been this way, you know. So, hmm, I don't know. And tell me if I'm alone in this, but it sounded like Maddie slipped into her her Alabama accent a couple times, too, during this scene. Anyone else, like, catch that? that just I little... can face this if we're together. Yeah, a little southern draw going on there. I don't know. Maybe I'm just wanting to hear it. Cause I, no, I, I heard it. Yeah. But I think that's going to be kind of something they use and that's like when we get to the real maddie you know we we, she starts talking about her past she slips into that accent so i think it might be something to keep an eye on for when you're pushed to the brink the real you comes out yeah well oscar didn't make it and andres dispatches him as we said way too easily it apparently just takes one little thin spike to kill a brain in this world um Elena and the rest are out for Travis's blood, obviously. Maddie pleads to let them leave now, but Andres holds a gun at Travis, uh, who just asked to be killed away from the girls so they don't have to see it. You know, he's kind of resolved to his fate at that point. But it's uh, badass Alicia to the rescue with her butterfly knife skills, and she, she gets all stabby on Andres, and Strand grabs the gun and tells the family to run. Victor still isn't going, confident somehow that he'll be able to get people to forgive him. Dumbass doesn't even keep the gun, but according to the Talking Dead, he will be back uh, next season. Oh, yeah, they love him. Good, yeah. Yeah, I, I was yeah. Terrific really glad actor, to hear too. That, Terrific actor. Great performance. Great, and really yeah. well-drawn character as well. You, you can't just toss that away. No, I'm really looking forward to seeing like the parallel arcs like that. I don't. They're going to have to do some serious mental gymnastics to like, get him back with the team at this point, but maybe, that, maybe we'll just get a nice little subplot with him and because we're going to have the ongoing stuff with Ophelia, too, presumably, so it's it's still not going to be one big group. For maybe the beginning. boat shows up somehow. And yeah, he, maybe Strand will go find it. That's so we can find them again, or another boat. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and bet it's maybe near the, the, the base where the helicopter is. Right. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm hoping. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I said to Brian. Yeah. It's the Abigail. Back in Colonia, Nick is back and uh, starts telling Alejandro about the base as he uh, helps him crush up some oxies to inject him with. Nick talks him into letting his people go, and then he can be uh, that can be his redeeming sacrifice. You get to die a beautiful death. And uh, back to stupid Maddie. Um, not sure how she figured they wouldn't be slaughtered when they all got there, but Maddie takes them to the Apocalypse Mart, which of course is completely abandoned at this point except for the bodies. She manages to find the address of Colonia because plot device. Um, <laughs> Alicia realizes that Mom is being stupid again to try to find Nick. Almost a perfect episode until this, I, I made a note of. Just <laughs> kind of really irked me again that she would... I mean, I guess... I don't know. Well, there, there was no reason... I mean, but if someone's, behave, if, if someone's behaving stupidly and another character calls them out for it, you know, that's not... In, which Alicia pretty much does, or at least... Get, what are we doing here? Yeah. So, I mean, at least the show understands. You know, I mean, it, 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 it is a character choice. It's not, the, it's not the show choice, if that makes sense. I also think Alicia doesn't want to go anywhere near Nick anymore. I think she yeah, spent kind of her whole life trying to get away from him and his problems. That She's just as happy probably not to uh, – But to it sounds him. more like his mother's the one with the problems more than they are. Well, she can't let him go. Yeah, that, that's exactly anything, my point. I think if anything, she's anxious to find Nick again, so her mom stops trying to get him killed, trying to find the guy. <laughs> Sarah, you tried to say something, I think? Just keep seeing you light up. No, I didn't say anything. I just forgot to push my mute button before I opened my purse. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <No> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that we're really lucky that his name is Nick and not Dick, because it sounds like Maddie can't get enough Nick. <laughs> oh, grown! Oh, you had to put that in her head, man. Well, that's her son. That's gross. Yeah, but she's all about the Nick. This isn't Game of Thrones. Come on, dude. <laughs> it's her baby boy. She's addicted and to Nick. And you lose all sense. You you lose all sense of composure when you're trying to protect your child. Well, yeah. I'm still I'm still there. Again, though, I think Madison should be smart enough to realize if you get everybody killed, there's no family reunion also. Yeah, but she's she's also, you know, reeling from what happened to Travis with Chris. Yeah. And that brings home to her just how easy it is for any one of them to get killed. I, I get it. She had to try, but there's no you know logical reason that she should have thought that they could get the away with it. The apologies mean jack shit to her daughter. If she's not going to pull her head out of her ass mm -hmm. and make some sense of what she's doing to her own daughter, who is beside her? Right? She just gotta. She's just gotta stop with the bullshit and move on with who is with her. And if fate has it, and they run back into Nick, great. If not, let it fucking go. Let it go. It makes her kind of a hypocrite because she's constantly giving Travis the whole, you got to let him go, don't feel bad about it speech. And yeah. though she can't do it for her own kin, you know. Said, I get it, but uh, it's going to come back to bite him in the ass one of these days, and it already has several times, really. Uh, great scene. Moses Nick is leading the town away in a blood-covered exodus. <laughs> Hallelujah. The, the, the Griswolds arrive at La Colonia. Alicia is sent to wait in the car, uh, which you probably should have just taken off in because her mom's going to get her killed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Travis and Maddie explore and we find out the uh, bandits didn't fare too well did I miss the whole bandit scene here somehow yeah you did yeah when yeah. they arrived at La Colonia and it was uh, it was emptied empty. out and, yeah, but God, they sprung the trap 
Alejandro. Yeah, that's the problem with taking notes. You just you just lose stuff, and then you don't even realize you lost it. Yeah, but anyway, the uh, the bandit. The cat ate his homework. Please excuse him. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Kitty, but all right. Well, before that, sometime in previously, uh, the the bandits, yeah, show up to Claudio. Alejandro is there making his. Uh, well, they come in and find the the town completely abandoned. They they shoot themselves just through enough walkers to get in, and then Alejandro does his final final play and drives the bus away and allows everybody into the the gate and we leave it at that and we don't know what happens to him until uh travis and maddie explore colonia and find out the bandits didn't fare too well as they're now walking around as as part of the wall which is now the town (laughs) and so they beat feet back out of there um and i gotta give props to uh to travis on this when he starts picking up guns like yes you are learning, brother. You are learning. You can get as much. Uh, you loot that. As many as you can find. Exactly, man. You know. I, I take back my previous comment where Travis is nothing but a big pile of milk toast. He is now the gun-toting badass, and it's about yeah. freaking time. It only took the death of his son, but he is born again hard. Yep. As is necessary. Um, Although using guns in the wrong scenario be death. Indeed. Uh, Alicia sees the bus and finds a dying Alejandro. Um, Maddie comes in and interrogates the poor bastard in his final, you know, moments about Nick. Of course, they went north, Miss Tessmacher. <laughs> Nick and the Mexican Knights are approaching the uh, area closer to the hot helicopter that looks like a refugee camp, still a couple hours away, and they come under a vicious attack. Several uh, town members are killed, and Luciana is injured and looks like quite badly. Uh, they fight back, but are clearly outgunned and outnumbered, and we kind of leave their story with Luciana and Nick being taken captive um, by a man in military-looking gear. It's nice to see the Border Patrol is still working during the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. If it's this a battle border, for once, so. right? For once. <laughs> now, are they in the same group that caught Ophelia? Uh, we don't know. I, I think I don't it's think likely. So. It, I think it that, looked like similar gear, though. It looked like maybe Mexican military gear. I think that guy know. was on his own, the one that was shooting at Ophelia. I, I, mm-hmm. I think that he's just on his own, and that's going to be a separate little story. Be. You know, they tried to set that up, so it made you think, hey, is that Daniel? Because I had that feeling there for a moment, the way they were shooting. I thought it was, too, for a minute. They took a long Daniel time. Daniel is ashes in the wine room. I keep telling you kids no, this. No, we did not see him die. Probably Daniel just, is ashes in the bottom of the, in the basement of the of the winery. I, I tend to agree they're with Sarah. They're taking away our hope. They're in denial. Yeah, I'd love to see it him back, but I, I just I don't see how they could do it at this point. They they've got to be so far away from. Unless I mean I think the plan is probably for them to all eventually or whoever's left is going to end up at this refugee camp next season, and then maybe we'll get the big reunion, and maybe we will see Daniel. I don't know. I, I would like that very much because I don't think his story is done. And if he doesn't have a couple of really big burn scars, if he shows up, I'm calling shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I think from a practical sort of production standpoint, I do think this season missed missed the character, but I think they missed Ruben Blades as well. Yeah. I think he was probably the best actor oh, yeah. in right. season one. And I think probably his presence as a veteran, so maybe the one of the bigger names in the cast, I think, probably lifted everyone's game a little bit. And I think, um, I think that, I think that aspect of of him was missed as well. 
That also makes me worry about his prospects for being back, though, too, because you don't just, like, you can't, yeah. you know, an actor can't just take a year off and not go looking for another job. So unless they were paying him to, to be waiting in the wings, you know, Ruben might not be, as we saw, that Nick got another job, or not <laughs> Nick, but Chris got himself right, another yeah. job before this one was over, and that obviously was a bad omen. Um, <laughs> so I... Said all available digits crossed for the return of Daniel, but I'm just not hopeful for it. Final scene is uh, Maddie puts down our favorite Pulp Fiction bartender slash religious con man, and we end the season. And I've heard, I've read some reviews that are like, oh, it's such a downer of an episode. And I feel like it's like, you know what show you're watching? You're <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to be like Party at Colonia for the last scene of this. It's supposed to be doom and gloom and. And and wanting us to come back and see how these people get through, you know. So I, I thought they were great episodes. I thought it, you know, it re- redeemed the 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 mess that was the one before this, and uh, I was very happy with it. So anyone else, I'm giving you the floor. I'll shut up for a while. Talk to me, brothers and sisters. Somebody. It was definitely the bloodiest episode yet. Yeah, yeah. They they saved all of their their blood budget for the last two hours, which I that was so. kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of like, hey, we're not getting paid to bring this stuff home. Yeah, it's gonna go bad by the time we get. Yeah, how much blood we got left in the storeroom shelf? Oh, good. Let's use it on this yeah. guy's eyeballs. Yeah, that was <laughs> so gross. <laughs> that was. I said, if that's not like zombie kill of, of the entire Walking Dead universe, I... Take a power tool to somebody's brain pan all day long, I'm right there with you. Pop out their eyeballs with your thumbs, I'm going to go hurl. That's just, yeah. That was just so... I don't even... I know a significant amount about how they do effects like that and shit, and I just can't even... I'm like, that looks so freaking real. See, the thing that, is, but the, that... That bothered me a little bit because, I, I mean... Again, I don't know anatomy. I don't know the insides of a skull, but it would seem that it's not going to be a smooth oh. affair inside. There's going to be sharp edges. Oh, he doesn't know anatomy. No, I'm sorry. No, but you know, <laughs> to me, it's like if you're sitting there doing that, it's going to be very easy to cut yourself on bone Yeah. in there, especially when you're dealing with the eye sockets. Yeah, one would think, yeah. The eye socket bones are relatively smooth. Hmm. She okay. is the one to, that would know more about this, actually. She's medical stuff. Okay, well... Um, I stand corrected. Or she's done it herself. I don't want to know See, if that's that <laughs> See, Scott, I don't know that much. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, you know. No, you're an expert at leg bones, Brian, so we, we know what your, your former business associates have done. <laughs> you know how to break a kneecap in four different places. So, so Professor, go ahead. You know, the, you know, these two hours did have some gruesomeness, uh, uh, to them, but I, you know, uh, I, I'm not watching the show for that. I'm watching the show for. Uh, it, I mean, to me, it's 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 a it's a show that takes place in the Walking Dead universe, but it's not a clone. It is a more drama than horror. Yeah. I mean, this episode poured on poured on the horror, but to me, at the core of the show is the characters, and I think the characterizations. And I think that was equally as strong. Yeah. In 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 this episode, you know, a lot of it with Travis, but I mean, a lot of the characters I think I think had some satisfactory resolutions and character bits 
to wrap up this chunk of story. Yeah, I thought the uh, and and I don't know if we're, we're still able to talk about that. We should be able to, but the the whole fight in that one room with the Bromigos that was such an intimate fight. It was and mm-hmm. violent yeah. and just um claustrophobic to me. Yeah. And of course, when you're dealing with the Walker apocalypse and it, 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 all that that entails, that just makes it even more, uh, I, I don't know if I want to call it scary, but it, you know, it definitely had you, your nerves on end. Cause you just didn't know who was going to die when. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was necessarily brutal. I mean, I guess, you know, it, Travis could have picked up something to beat him with, but he just kind of really wanted to kill them with his bare hands, and that's how a majority would do it, damn it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> now we're going to get bad emails from majorities, and I don't know anything about your culture, so I apologize. <laughs> but before they died, those two little scumbags did give us the word of the week, and that word would be mexcrement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh God, Could they have turned up the douche on those two any higher. I, mean, just like, I think the idea, almost the ideal ending of them, you know, if you didn't do the Travis plot, would just be like the other people in the triage there would have exactly. just eventually pretty yeah, I mean, killed them. If they, if there was no doubt that they deserved it, that yeah. put it over the top. I think. Oh yeah. You know, and that, we want to make sure we, we want to make sure nobody has any sympathy whatsoever for these two. You know, yeah, there, there's one thing you you, you, you want to ask though is that so Brandon and I don't even what was what was the third Bromigo's name? I was always calling him Martin Short last week, but Derek, baby, I think Derek, baby yeah. James was the one that died. Derek, right. Brandon, and okay. baby James. So where the hell you get through puberty with that name? Yeah, I don't know, but but they get in their <laughs> they get in their little accident. They go ahead and cap uh, Chris. And then there is Brandon sitting there with one arm longer than the other because it's out of the socket. Yeah. What's Derek doing? I mean, did he look at Brad, Brandon and Brandon goes, oh, no, it's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just a scratch. Yeah, you're fine, you know. As long yeah, as you're if you follow the code of that group, they should have capped him for having a busted shoulder. He's, yeah, he's, totally. he's probably sitting there going, no, I'm going to just rub some dirt on it. I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that shoulder went back in awfully easily. That was a horrible noise, though. Did you notice yeah, that? Was, yeah. was, I, I cringed at that, though, but so I, I give them that. Beth and I, it was a very I was realistic waiting, noise. I was waiting for one of those uh, Mel Gibson lethal weapon screens. Guys, Beth and I can both yeah. attest to you right, right here and now. Uh, that that was pretty legit. Get, it was a very realistic noise. Well, not just the yeah, noise, I, but the I've action itself. I've heard her itself. do it. <laughs> yeah. But the action I've heard itself. Sarah do it right yeah. in front of me. Oh. <laughs> I've aided in that. It's not fun. <laughs> Just grab my arm and pull. Yeah. No, <laughs> Ignore the just, scream. Just, just pull. Push, push my shoulder as hard as you can and wait wait for the clunk. Oh. <laughs> and I give him credit for not throwing up on my head when he did yeah. it. So, yeah. yeah, I almost didn't. Uh, yeah, this I got props to the writers and special effects people for making me actually look away a couple times in this one. <laughs> I did not <laughs> do the, success. Yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot. And I, th- I think we can all be agreed on one thing. Um that uh, the Rosarita Beach Hotel probably now has a no gringos policy. <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so. And who could blame them? <laughs> We're looking for a doctor, though. Yeah, I guess so. 
there are no real doctors left in the world, apparently. They're all vets or, you know, nurses or <laughs> Andres was probably the closest we've found yet. And, uh, you know, you know, Alicia's killing him that, you know, it reminded me of um, of the and you guys probably aren't from some of you will be uh, reminded me of Babylon five when uh, Veer killed the emperor. Mm, and, yes. and, and yes. what I mean by that is it, it seems to me that that was a moment where the writer was sitting there saying, you know, they're in this standoff. And it seems like the character themselves went, hey, let me do this. Yeah, because it just seems so out of all the characters that were in there, if anyone was going to do it, you weren't thinking that that's the one that was going to do it. And I think she I took by the look on her face that she was actually a little surprised, too, that she just kind of acted instinctually and. And was like, holy shit, I just killed a guy. Right, and um, that's what happened in the example Brian is bringing up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And that, yeah. yeah. Man, I love that show. <laughs> I if too. only they had put these guys' heads on pikes, and he could have just wiggled his fingers at them. And... <laughs> <laughs> that is deep. That is deep inside that is Babylon deep. That 5. Is, that is a deep cut there. right there, Professor. <laughs> Mr. Garibaldi. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch that show. I've yet to watch that show. But I've heard so much from it from other people in this network that it's like the gold standard of sci-fi on TV. That it takes. Although I am sad about one thing with that show, I've watched it so many times that I, that I don't enjoy watching it anymore. Yeah. Well, you know all the plot twists. You know, exactly. Take a lot out of it. Um, I actually. Is that know- the one with the Cylons? No, the Vorlons. Oh, <laughs> You know, somebody had to ask it. Being a goof. And, yeah. and the big hair. The oh, okay. Big hair. Lots of big hair in that show. Yeah. yeah. And Flounder from Animal House. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, I, I, I got us way off track there, guys. I'm sorry. King no, of that story to tell you this one. Bring it back. <laughs> back well, it I up. Think we're- just about wrapping up here. We're waiting for uh, Beth to get off the phone so she can say proper goodbyes with us and everything. Um, but I don't have much else because I'm the one that wrote eight pages on this. So I think I've said all I have to say. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad to see the Bromigos gone. We're glad to see them yes. get stomped the way they did. Uh, I wasn't happy with the, with the Alicia going stabby, but I do recognize why that had to happen. It's that family that kills together. It's it, they're just all finally getting to the same page on the book that this is what it's got to be like. You know, in hindsight, Chris was completely right, although just went a little too psycho about it. Um, and the show is about nothing except that how do you remain your, you know, how do you retain your humanity in the midst of having to commit inhumane acts all the time. So I mean that's it's playing right to that and that's where all the drama comes from and it's works on the other show, works on this one. Okay, well show a hand. No, I go I'm sorry, go ahead, Sarah. I, I'm sorry. I, I had a I had a uh, just a thought with, with Madison's um confession that she had always been like this. And earlier she had told Alicia that her father's death was not an accident. Did Madison kill her husband? I that's what I said I, from day one. Mm-hmm. And I dismissed it. I believe the suicide, but now after that, yeah, now I'm, I'm kind of going back. Not so sure, yeah. yeah. And I wonder not... if it has something to do with Nick. I wonder if her murdery past relates to Nick in some way, and that's why she can't let go of him. 
Well, yeah, she made the ultimate sacrifice for Nick. She yeah. she sacrificed her soul. Yeah. So it, um, it, it, in in my in my opinion, Madison, and if she doesn't, if she doesn't find Nick, it's, it makes it seem like whatever she did might not have been worth it. So that's why she, I think she needs to keep finding him. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a lot of her drive. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Madison's the she's even said so. The actress on you know Talking Dead has always been like, yeah, kind of like I'm the biggest onion on this show, and we're gonna be peeling away the layers for you here shortly. Um, not that onion, I'm an ogre. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to do a Shrek. Now, now, um, <laughs> show of hands here. Uh, who all thinks that they're going to be going way north, and I just mean way north of the border. Uh, than they have been in the last two seasons. As we, oh, well, it depends on where that that refugee camp is. I'm, I'm as I said, I, I they have to get over the border without getting shot first. Yeah, I don't, I don't have high hopes yeah, for. They have Nick's to get to there, there first. Things look bad for Nick and Luciano. Luciano looked like very injured and almost like the soldier was going to take Nick but leave her. Yeah. Um. So ugh, I don't know. A little, little in fear of that group. Um, which would be really uh, the the actor that plays Nick stepped up so much this this season too and, and gave us some really good stuff. Right. Um, well, Lucy was just shoulder shot. She should be okay if she can survive whatever comes next. Yeah. Well, the fact that they're taking them alive means that there's taking them both alive. Mean, yeah. Means that you know that it's going to play something something bigger into next season. We're we're, we're you know you're going to get them brought into that base. Or some place, place close to that base uh, yeah. next season. They only too. shot. They only shot one or two people. They didn't shoot a whole lot of people. So they're going to be taking the majority of the gang that was with them back. Yeah. Yeah, because most of them, none of them had really, really had guns, did they? None of, none of them. Uh, they, the, yeah, they had a couple oh, rifles. Oh, they did. Luciana a few did, of them. And, yeah. yeah. I'm still feeling. I don't feel this group is from the refugee camp. I think that's a little farther down the road. And well, Nick said it was still a few hours away. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Good cliffhangers, though, man. Uh, the, these shows take too goddamn long to come back. <laughs> that's for sure. But some housekeeping. Good news that you don't have to stop listening to this podcast because we're not going to take as long a break as the show does. We are going to be doing here in about a week hopefully gathering and hopefully most of this crew if you want to come back um we're going to be doing a little pre-regular walking dead show where i'd like us just to kind of go down our own memories and favorite moments of of this five seasons up till now season five or season six we're going into season six i think i think we're going into season seven seven Seven. yeah well the show is going into season seven i gotta get a move on <laughs> Funny, a couple. Weeks. I'm in the I'm in the middle of season five right now. Oh boy, yeah, I oh, can do it. It's only like eight. It's like sixteen episodes a season, isn't it? There's and don't get, yeah. do I not have, get discouraged in season six. Damn it! <laughs> or just don't skip do what the everyone says and say I'm giving it up. <laughs> just skip to like the last three episodes of season six. You're probably good, Mike. Uh, there's a lot of. I'm gonna go back and start watching certain episodes myself this week. But. Now they've yeah, got gotta, that, um, that two-hour special that's gonna kind of go over the entire history of the uh, right of the six yeah, seasons so that. far. Yeah, but don't I watch that. Listen to our special instead, because we'll probably be about the same thing, but we're better. 
were this more is fun. This is true. This is true. Is it going to start word. right away with that horrible game of Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo, or is it going to let make us wait until the next episode? Oh, uh, there will oh. be a riot. If they don't give us the answers within, like, five minutes of the start, I will start the riot myself, just letting well, you know. Well, that's what they did to us with Glenn and the dumpster. Yeah, yep. well, yep. and a lot of people got pissed about that, so I think they've heard because they they've been out doing damage control on last season like since it ended they'd be like oh really it's going to be worth it don't get mad at us don't leave i seem to remember uh, somebody I'm i know have so much to look forward to in season 6 <laughs> what's that mike sorry we are spoiling stuff but what? Yeah, it's okay. it's okay you know what it's my own fault i haven't watched it <laughs> now, i was just saying i seem to recall somebody i know saying they're not watching the show anymore after she thought someone was killed but that turned around really quick I actually said I wouldn't watch it anymore after the the last season finale. I, I swore it off, but you know you can't quit. I know I can't quit. Well, she'll tell you. I don't know. I, they have well, to. Well, now you it. really can't because you've invited us know, along yeah. this path, sucker. He wasn't going. He wasn't going to quit anyway. <laughs> and I haven't completely cleared this with Demanza Corp upper muckety mucks yet, but I, I would like us to continue. To recap every episode of the next season of the regular Walking Dead too, um, because why not? <laughs> this is fun, well, and I don't have anything better to do on Wednesday night. Stepping on any toes, I'm down. No, see, I mean, every I, time, every time Scott decides that he is done with the program or no longer <laughs> watching, I just sit quietly at the end of the couch the, and watch yep. it on my iPad, and I suck him back in. in. Yeah, among, yeah. <laughs> As well as eleven other shows that she sucks me into. Yeah, I, I just I just sit quietly on the end of the couch, minding my own business, watching my thing, and suddenly he's turning around, going, "Did they just kill her?" <laughs> oh, you don't know how tempted I've been. Every time I pop up my Netflix now, it's be like, "Because you liked Orange Is the New Black, here's Wentworth," and I'm like, "No." Oh, there's a whole new no. season in Wentworth. You got to watch it. No. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I only have time for one women's prison drama in my life. <laughs> Better go with oranges than you, Black. <laughs> you got Netflix profiles. A lot more shower scenes in orange, so yeah, I'm definitely sticking to that one. <laughs> I've never been happy since I gave my daughter her own Netflix profile. Now yeah. all the kitty cartoons don't show up on my big my, on my recommendations. <laughs> That's why we did it. Yeah. <laughs> now we just get to see what my dad watches. All of us have our little faces up there, you know, and every single one of them are superhero characters, <laughs> <laughs> except for my daughter's is like the penguin. Right, you know, <laughs> I don't get that anymore because you watched My Little Pony. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Oh, <laughs> ouch. I still yeah. get stuff like that. I don't know how to do my filters right or something. I don't look into that. Princess Peach at Scott's house just twice watching Netflix, and now they're suggesting me and My Little Pony. Well, if you stopped watching My Little Pony, that might help. (laughs) I get them whenever Chris uses my phone and watches Netflix. Uh, They have a horrible algorithm anyway. It's like I'll get, because you watched, you know, uh, The the, the Avengers, here's a heavy drama about South Africa. It's like, what? (laughs) What? I got a feeling half of that is algorithm, half of that is advertising. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I, I got one today on mine. It said, because you watch Star Wars Clone Wars, it recommended Star Wars Clone Wars. <laughs> well done. I argue with logic like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but there's, there's Clone Wars the movie and Clone Wars the series. So I can see that. <laughs> I've been diving back into that, too, oh, so I can start listening oh, to Honeywell's uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm having nerd hiccups right now. 
it, it's like trying to jump out of my eye. I'm sorry about that, guys. That's quite all right. You know, if things start to get fuzzy or you see weird lights, get back to the hospital, man. Oh, no, no worries there. I don't like to lose co-hosts. But uh, I know we got to let Sarah go here pretty soon, so let's uh, wrap this up. I don't really have much more. Um, but anyone else? Yeah, I'll say Predi- th- I'll say this, I, and, and I'd, I'd like to ask everybody: at the end of the season, my favorite character is now Travis. What's yours? Good question. I think I still got to go with my badass apocalypse queen Alicia. I I think she's had a really great arc in this show. It's hard, man. I huh. uh, Travis's arc was kind of sudden and and made of necessity and and passion and vengeance but i think alicia's been a more measured and and pragmatic member of the the cast throughout and she has kind of the most logical arc that makes any sense yeah but you the, the beauty of this is that with next season we get to see travis go on a journey uh, of trying to figure out who he is now Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Where, looking forward yeah, to that. Whereas with Alicia, yes. we kind of already got an idea. Yes, I, I uh, think mine is... going. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think uh, going into next season, it's Travis and then also Strand because mm-hmm. I think yeah. I'm just intrigued character-wise by what's gonna happen to them. You tried to pick your favorite kid, man. What are you doing to us? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, I only have one. Go ahead, Mike. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I try not to get too attached to characters on these shows. Then, then that's usually the one they kill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think one of my favorite actors on the show is the guy who plays Strand, and I'm blanking on his name right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Colin Domingo, I think. Domingo something. Yeah, Yeah, Colin Domingo. Colin Domingo. Colin. Yeah. Well, I could probably watch that guy read the phone book. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. so right. I'm, I'm glad to hear he's coming back because I was a little concerned the way he stayed at the hotel that he wasn't coming back. But I'm glad to hear that he is. And I mean, and as far as he and Alicia go, I feel like they're kind of their characters are kind of they're already at where they're going. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of interested to see what the new Travis and to some extent what the new Maddie is like, because now that she's embracing her inner murderers. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting to see. I'm interested to see where that goes. He could become you know, the rictator, that's for sure. And uh, I, and, someone's you know, going to have to... Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I do hope they bring those guys back together, because you guys pointed out, Strand and Maddie probably have the best chemistry on the show. Yeah. Like, you know, not, not necessarily romantic, but... No, but they're but, really but, good but friends off the, screen. Yeah, when, and, and when they're together on screen, those those are the scenes that sparkle. That, I, those, well, they just I agree. work. And Strand can get through to her. He can get through her stupidity, right. which hopefully Alicia can to an extent. But it's she seems to be less effective at it, you know. Yeah, it's usually that whole family listening to family yeah. doesn't really work so yeah, well. So, sometimes an outsider. But even Strand talking to Alicia, saying, "Hey, make her see you," and yeah. she did. She was able to say, here I am, damn it, pay attention, I'm right here, I always have been. It made sense that Strand can get through to her, can get through to Maddie, and he'll be a character that I look forward to seeing what happens. Maybe he'll be the savior you don't expect to see next season, Yeah. uh, coming in to save the whole group. Sarah, so we can get you out of here, who's your favorite? 
season. So I've been Team Maddie from the beginning. Um, yeah. I, I've learned new respect for Nick, and absolutely the scenes between Maddie and, and Strand. Um, if I have to pick a second favorite, it's got to be Strand. So yeah, Maddie and Strand together um, are my two favorites. Um, still not a big Travis fan. I mean, yeah, he's he had a one episode of you know, okay, two episodes of Shining Brightly, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Once I dislike somebody, it takes a bit, and I think it's going to be a little bit more than just a curb stomp on an idiot to, to earn my respect. <laughs> It's good to have higher standards than that for people. <laughs> I'd be concerned. But I do like the word mexcrement. I think I'm going to try to work that into my everyday. No. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> when I go to Tijuana next week, I'm going to try that out. Yeah, that would go over well. <laughs> Beth, uh, we kind of cut you off early. Who is your favorite? Uh, probably Nick. Hmm? Nick is probably my favorite and then Strand. Nick simply Nick because he's, he's able to survive in in this apocalypse. This is like, I mean, it makes him so fucking smart when the skills that you get from being a druggie doesn't normally do you any justice. Yeah. It served him well here. Yeah. And he just is able to see through other people's bullshit. And I love that about him. I, I, I got to awesome. apologize well for, said. My, for my doubt about, like, Nick, you know, them not addressing the, the drug thing enough or that maybe he got off it too easily. Because if you can sit there and crush up oxys and prepare it for injection and not want to do some yourself, you've, you're done with it. You're, you're cured. You're not as cured as an addict can get, but he, he was he's strong now, so... Hopefully yeah. shit doesn't go too far. But you see him lean back on the couch and watch Alejandro <laughs> ride the ride. Yeah, yeah, little. There little, was a bit uh, of memory there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so definitely some nostalgia going on. But I think he's like, well, I'm in a lot better shape in this condition <laughs> than his condition, yes, especially in this world. <laughs> yeah, you do not want to be messed up. We don't have time to be that high in, the, in this world. Ask the two drinking buddies at the bar there how that went down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see how the exchange will go between uh, Nick's g- current girlfriend and Ophelia. You know, is it going to be a wow? You know, when they see <laughs> each other. Well, everyone survives long enough to get to that. Yeah, triangle. you know. <laughs> yeah, but I think it'll happen because you could just see that's a possibility. So I, I just kind of wonder what's going to happen there. Be I, I like Ophelia a lot, but frankly, I'd rather see a lot of Luciana around more than her. <laughs> well, she's coming into her own, so don't discount yeah. her yet. Yep. We don't even really know what she's looking for. I mean, we we know. I guess she's maybe trying to go back. I don't. They really haven't addressed like why she wants to go back to the U.S. so badly. She's trying to go back to her dad's barber shop or something. Is she trying to find that guy? Yeah, that I thought. Trying, trying to find to the guy yeah. that proposed to her. Yeah, best of luck with that, I guess. But yeah, we'll see. All right, kids. Uh, we will probably not have an episode out next week, but uh, we will be doing said the Walking Dead thing here fairly soon, and then the new season starts on like the twenty third, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and we're still planning on doing a soon after live podcast of that show and whatever trauma it decides to shovel upon us. And so we'll be having the whole big group hug, you know, 
couple couple a hours after load of trauma. <laughs> a couple hours after that airs, and and uh, we'll all be you know consoling each other for whoever goes because somebody's going in a really bad way. Um, <laughs> yeah. If we thought the uh, the eyeball scene w- was good tonight, um, they may top that with the Negan bat thing. Yeah. I gotta Spoilers. To Sorry, Mike. Dean Morgan, though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a real there. Again, there's a solid addition to any cast. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen the commercial, so I know who Negan is. Yeah, and that's a that's a cart that he can just chew scenery with. Yes. That's just gonna be like. Turn that Damn, turn I'm, that character up to eleven and let the actor just go you know shoot to the moon. I'm on it. so <laughs> looking forward to seeing Ezekiel. I, I just that too. Can't yeah, exactly. Wait. Yes, yes. That will be and the tiger. He almost looks. Shit. Pictures I've seen almost looks too close to the comics that he's almost too comic-y, But I, I trust in. I'm gonna. In that show. I'm gonna take us on a little tangent, but regarding Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, John Byrne recently put out a commission of Craven the Hunter. You know, oh, it's him. And you could tell he was channeling Jeffrey Dean Morgan when he was putting Craven together oh, on there. It just yeah. looked like him. And I I'd like, be okay with that. That would be perfect casting there in my mind. Tell him to email that to the people making uh, you know, the new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be down to that. Um, yeah, he he eats up anything he's in. He's you know even in the the. Semi-flawed Watchmen. He was a great comedian. And, well, um, did any of you get a chance to watch that movie live? The, no, I don't believe so. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Um, it was a movie that basically showed a reality show, a game show, basically. That's right, yeah. Where, uh, you know, basically all these people signed up for this game show. Basically, they play Russian roulette. Yeah. And everyone that survives gets a million dollars. So there's six people there. You know, one of them's gonna die. I gotta look that up. I know you told us about that before. Yeah, that was that, and that was uh, you know he was Jeffrey Dean Morgan was one of the contestants, and it was uh, Eva Mendez was uh, the main character of the show. But it was really a a great deconstruction of reality TV. As is our election this year. Ah, <laughs> uh, never mind. Um, all right, because I forget to do this a lot, but I just remembered. Let's everybody do their little. Housekeeping and plug your shows, and um, I've. Uh, in addition to this, I do weekly heroics and no councils for old men. Mindless dribble will be coming back someday, I promise. Um, Brian, what are you into these days? Oh, uh, just uh, third degree burn. We should have a new episode coming out really soon, hopefully, if I can Yay. finish editing the thing. Um, and that's that's really it for what's coming out for me right now, along with all all the fun stuff that you and I've been doing. Sounds good. Professor Allen? Uh, most of my podcasting efforts can be found at the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, where my 20-something progeny, Emily and I, do a range of shows, some solo, like the Quarter Bin Podcast, and some together, like Short Box Showcase, and we've been doing that a little over three years now. I'd like to give you uh, something to pass on to Emily. Um as I was doing my podcast with the Hair Metal Hero last night, he told me I should listen to her podcast on the um, Seduction of the Innocent. Yes, you should. I forget the guy's name. And yeah, yes, he, you should. He said, literally, this is his words, that it was one of the best podcasts he's ever listened to. So you should pass yeah. that along to her. Will do. And, and I've got it in my bookmarks, and I'm going to be definitely checking that out. Mr. Zumo, what are you up to these days? 
Too much. He's busy. <laughs> this man is busy. He's prolific. He's, he's going to be having me as a guest one of these days again, and I'm looking forward to it. Yes. I I do the Man of Screen podcast. It's a weekly show where I look at Superman on TV and in the movies from 1941 until the present or until I run out of juice. The near future. <laughs> yeah, basically. So right now I'm in season two of the George Reeves series. With me, sometimes I'm by myself. Other times I'm with Bob Fisher. And every one, every once in a while, when the muse strikes, and I wish it would strike a little bit less, so I can get the other show ahead. <laughs> I, I do the, the man, the man of screen extra, which is basically kind of a it's a, like a companion show where I do other stuff. Yeah. Now, will you be covering any animated stuff, or is it all the live action only? It's it's uh, it's everything. I, I started with the Fleischers. Oh, excellent. Okay. Once once I'm once I'm done with George Reeves, I'll move on to the uh, filmations, and go from there. Nice. And uh, yeah, Mike has graciously agreed to let me come on and talk about the uh, new season of uh, Supergirl with him for a couple episodes. Oh, excellent! Or at least one episode discussing yeah. the Superman appearance. And uh, me and Mister Hero have just uh, started an addition to Weekly Heroes because I need more editing to do. Um, and we're covering the the first season of Supergirl now, so we just put one out that uh, has the first and second episode recaps. So be great if you guys would listen to that too. I don't know how you put out more than one weekly show. Uh, these are easy though. I mean, I've, I've got my templates and I just lay down, you know, the voice and then cut it up. And I've gotten less fancy with like feeding in some sound effects and stuff like that, but um, it's almost necessary for a weekly show. I need to Never kick myself. Sleeps. That that helps too, and <laughs> and lots of you know more coffee than any human being should drink in twenty four <laughs> hours <laughs> helps too, but. Um, more coffee and lower standards. That's it. I like it. Yeah, that's you know that's the essence of American production, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> anywho, kids, uh, that's it for me. Um, you can email us actually for this show, uh, and we'd love your predictions, especially about the Walking Dead and who's going to be dead um, at the end of the first episode. Um, so you could email us that like this week, and then we would have them to read on our, our pre-Negan show, and so we could get everyone's predictions in and, you know, etched in audio stone, and you can go, yay, when you're right, and give yourself a no prize. So the uh, address for that is weeklyheroics at yahoo.com, because I've still been lazy and not started us our own email. But uh, please put, you know, Walking Dead or... I'll use zombies or something in, in the subject line so I can weed through the literally thousands of emails that I get um, and make sure we, we find yours. Speaking, speaking of which, do we have any email? Oh, one Not other thing yet. I want to throw in. Not yet, sadly. Uh, unless you count the, uh, the people in Nigeria that are trying to help me do banking with them. Ah. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that applies to this show much. No. <laughs> I want to throw one other thing in. Sure. I was recently on an episode of Supergirl Radio, where I, where I helped them uh, basically through Superman's on-screen history. That oh, came nice. out, that came out yesterday or today at SupergirlRadio.com. All right, You're a consultant now. Ooh, wow! I've made it. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and one final update uh, for us: um, our sea monkeys did have babies. Yay! 
Pass out the cigars. It's a glorious event. <laughs> I was happy to have the excuse to go find the old Sea Monkey commercial for for our last oh, yeah, podcast when you mentioned that. I'm not. I'm not saying that's been the highlight of this entire podcast, but that's been pretty much the highlight of this entire podcast. <laughs> All right. More nostalgic stuff. Duly noted. All right. We can do that. YouTube is a glorious thing. All right, Sarah, I know you're on your way to the Overlook, so we'll say goodbye to you and to everyone else, and thank you all I for joining me. I want to know why, if it's tourist season, because it is at the Overlook, because the leaves are changing. If it's yeah. tourist season, why can't we shoot them? <laughs> <laughs> it would sure make you, my job so much easier. <laughs> you haven't filled your quota yet by by now? <laughs> no. You're only allowed like three or four a season. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just, it's too easy there anyway. You just get them near the ledge and one little push. Yeah, this is Damn true. woman, get to work, get on it. <laughs> you know, I actually had, you want to know, the stupid questions. I mean, we I don't know if any of you have ever worked in, in retail. And, and you always yeah. get the stupid question from the customer. Oh, I yeah. actually had somebody, when do you turn off the falls? And my oh, reply no. was, um, the, the lights turn off on the waterfalls around midnight. They're on a timer. No, when do you turn off the water? Oh, dear. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. That's pretty much up to the creator because that's the river. How does a person but, like that even learn human speech? I, I'm <laughs> not sure, but I just kind of stared at him and blinked because I had nothing. Hey, don't I talk when, about my students that way. When do we turn off the waterfall? I once had someone ask me if we sold a shoe in a size black. What? <laughs> uh, I, I just lost IQ points and I can't spare many. Uh, <laughs> on that depressing note about humanity, <laughs> I, I don't have high hopes for that person's chances in the apocalypse. Guys, um, guys, guys, all of you have played role-playing games at one time or another. You must know oh, yeah. that, that in, in, in all those moments, all that happened was they rolled a one. That's it. That's a, a four intelligence, <laughs> I think. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Brain saving throw failed. Wow. <laughs> Bingo. Or, or, or a natural 20 on a stupid save. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go to work and make sure that the falls are still running. Yeah. And uh, you folks have a great night, and I'll talk to you next time. Adios. Rivederci. Bye bye. Bye bye. And You've been listening to Fear the Walking Deadcast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Fear the Walking Deadcast is produced by Scott McGregor and Beth and Brian Hughes. Email us at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. Don't forget, if you shop Amazon, please make your purchases from our main webpage at twotruefreaks.com. <laughs>
Thank you. 